one in plus the keeper around the batsman. There we go. Fleming took the last one. Merv used before him. and gents to another episode of the Super Coach Tragics Podcast, BBL edition. This is episode three. Uh recording Monday night. One more day before uh BBL starts. Looking forward to game one tomorrow night. I'm actually gonna go watch the game, which is pretty exciting. So um with us tonight we have a special guest. We'll start with uh our guest uh Damon from SC Hub mate. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, man. How are you? Thanks for uh, having me on, fellas. Um, oh, always mate. a pleasure. It's, I think I was on this time last year as well, um, discussing all things BBL, which is which is always good. I've actually just released um, our special edition um, episode via my podcast, uh, Supercoach Edge, um, and I on that I called it the uh, the BBL Supercoach is, is almost the preseason to NRL preseason or AFL preseason. So it's uh, it's nice to sort of get the uh, get your fix of, of Supercoach and uh, ready and roaring to get into it. Hmm. Awesome, man. I think that. Um. So, just for those that don't really know much about you, what do you do? Uh, you did a bit of work with the SC Hub, correct? Uh yeah. Well, I'm in the SC Hub. Um, for for this BBL season, anyway, the little league that they have on, and uh, took yep. out the uh the chocolates last year, which was which is good. So I'm looking to uh to hold my claim to the Iron Throne again this this year. Um, but yeah, predominantly, um, I do a lot of work in the AFL Supercoach space. So um, for those of you who uh, are watching, I imagine a lot of your audience are probably NRL-based um, players and coaches. Um, so yeah, anyone that's that's partial to AFL probably are familiar with me. But um, yeah, I'm a complete AFL Carlton Nuffy. So um, yeah, I'm well-versed in uh, in that area there. But yeah, you can catch the, uh, the podcast on... Um, AFL season when it kicks off um, in the preseason. And um, yeah, I mean, BBL Supercoach is kind of uh, another avenue of mine I'm always passionate about. You'll probably see over my shoulders here the, the Stars and Renegades <laughs> as well, because I've done a fair bit of work with them over the journey in the video space um, outside of Supercoach. So my loyalties are split right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. Um, so what we'll do as well is um, just to make sure we always do with, with all our guests, we make sure that in the comment section and on our page, make sure you share all the stuff that you're doing, mate. We want to plug as much as we can for you because you're helping us out right now. So anything that goes on the SC Tragics page, mate, it's free to use. You can um, yeah, post whatever you want up there, get some word out for your pod as well. So awesome. awesome. Thanks, mate. Thanks, boys. And same goes for you guys as well. Um, I imagine there's there's probably a few people as well that play AFL that are keen on uh, NRL. So, um, yeah, happy to do likewise. Uh, I'm keen on NRL, but I do play AFL very poorly. So maybe I should pay attention to your <laughs> podcast myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, mate. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have returning again, and that's uh, Roscoe. Roscoe, mate, welcome back. Hello, boys. Good to be back. I'm pretty excited. One <laughs> This time tomorrow, we'll be seeing some cricket at last, some BBL. I'm very excited. It's just... Seems like it's been forever with it, no Supercoach racing this time around. Mm. Yeah, but um, it's finally here, and um, we'll be scrambling to fix our our sides about this time tomorrow, and, yeah, we'll be ready to go. 
Mm, awesome. Well, um, breaking news, guys. I'm in Canberra right now. I'm in my shed, and it is raining. Um, so we might get a bit of movement with the ball tomorrow. So any of those swing bowlers might be uh, pretty handy to dunk in your team. So <laughs> I actually played a game yesterday, and I was moving the ball like crazy. So um, yeah. So it's going to be mo- a bit of movement in the pitch there. So those, I think, maybe players like Faruqi, you might be a, a shot for a nice little pod move there. Um, all right, thanks, Brosco. Uh, and also, our last guest lady here, Glenn. Uh, welcome back, mate. How is how is your prepare, uh, preparations going? Yeah, good, mate. I'm excited. I can't wait for some cricket to get going tomorrow. I feel like I've landed on a side I'm happy with, whether or not it's a side that does well. It's another argument, but hopefully. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's get cracking, guys. So, um, first off, we're going to start off with a few of the trial matches and the scores we've got in the trial matches there. So. Roscoe, you got a few written down there, mate. Shame with this. Yeah, so there was a few trial games that were played on the weekend. So um, there was one yesterday, which was the Stars Academy versus the Renegades. Um, so McCarvey, McKenzie Harvey got 51 off 44, but uh, they didn't have Finch or Wells playing in that game. Jack Presswich got 42 not out off 27. Um, for the Brisbane Heat club match, that they had just an intra-club match. Uh, Josh Brown... 64 off 28 and two for four. Most likely probably won't start, but he's, um, he looks a good prospect and he's at 42K. I think mm. he will play at some stage, but I probably reckon it won't be till Billings and uh, Munro probably go back after their little stint over here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Nathan McSwen, who's been signed as a local replacement for the Heat, 51 off 30 as well. Uh, Matty Renshaw, 49 out off 33, so he's in a bit of form. Um, and then for the Stars Renegades game, uh, Marcus Stoyner, 62 off 26. Joe Clark, 41 off 21. Tom Rogers, 3 for 50. <laughs> the confusion <laughs> of Tom, two Tom Rogers, I tell you what, this is going to be very confusing for Supercoach. Um, John O'Wells, 102 off 50. I watched some of that game. He was absolutely belting them. Um, but the only thing is with him, he'll probably come in about at five, so he's probably not really that relevant for Supercoach. Mm-hmm. Um, Finch got 79 off 46. Um, and then the Scorchers game, Cam Brancroft, 58 off 34. Josh Inglis, 57 off 29, batting at four. Matt Kelly, two for 27. And Pet Hatsuazu, two for 22. And then in some local T20 comp in Tasmania, Caleb Jewell, 58 off 57. Mack Wright coming back from injury, 105 off 50. And Ben McDermott, 36 off 22. So mm-hmm. there's some players in form there. So hopefully they can turn it into some numbers for us for BBL. Yeah, that's the thing about Wellesley. Um, oh, he can he can hit a ball when he wants to, but he does bat real low. He's that that staple in a side that you yeah. want him to bat real low, so he can. If, if, if there is a collapse, he's there to be very stable for the team. He's been a very good uh, team player for a long time. Yeah. So, but yeah, just keep an eye out. Make sure. If he does get a high up in the order, he might be an option, but I think he's going to be batting around five or six. So, mm. all right, guys, we'll move on. Well, we've got the team list in, um, the uncut team list in for tomorrow night. So, I'll start off with that. So, we'll start with the Sydney Thunder. Uh, we've got Ben Cutting, Ollie Davies, Brennan Doggett, uh, Fal Hazza Faruqi, Matt, Matthew Gilks, Toby Gray, young, young rookie there, uh, Chris Green, his vice captain, Alex Hales, Baxter Holt. Nathan McAndrew, Alex Ross, Riley Russo, Daniel Sams, Dorinda Sandu, and Jason Sanger as captain. So um, that's the Sydney Thunder. We'll move on to the Stars now. So they've got the, they've named the 13-man squad. Um, so we've got Zampa as captain, Trent Bolt, 
Joe Burns, Hilton Cartwright, Joe Clark, Brody Crouch, Nathan Coulton Nile, Hinchcliffe, um, Nick Larkin, Tom Rogers, Marcus Stornis, Bo Webster, and lastly from England, we've got Luke Wood. Um, I'll go to you, Glenn, first. Do you see who do you see dropping out? Say so we'll start with the star side. Who do you see dropping out here? So Hinchcliffe would be one. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't remember who the other bowler you just threw up then was at the end. Luke Wood. Luke Wood? Couch? No, couch? no. It wasn't Couch either. Sorry, mate. I should have been. The last one, the last one I said Luke was Luke Wood. Wood. But yeah. No, it wasn't him. But Hinchcliffe would be one of them that I'd imagine. And the and other Tom one, Rogers. Tom Rogers was the other I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not sure on Rogers, but I think Hinchcliffe drops out. Personally, I feel like Hinchcliffe's a player, given that they've only got one spin in the side. Mm. Um, unless they use Webster, he does bowl a bit of spin and a bit of medium pace. But um, yeah, I'm guessing those two. What about you, Damo? What do you think? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, I think, for the stars. It's not as not as obvious. Um, it probably comes down to as well. I mean, there was a bit of a question mark over Joe Burns's um, health in terms of his mm. fitness. Um, so we're assuming that he's been selected because he is fit. If that's the case, then you probably think he should play, um, but hasn't really had much um, match practice, I guess, off the back of that. Um, but, yeah, I think between probably him um, and Tom Rogers as well, I mean, Rogers, as we saw in the practice game, uh, reportedly he uh, he was one of the openers there. So maybe they've, they've slated him as, you know, to, to fill in that spot if Burns isn't fit. So I reckon either one of those will probably make way. And then in terms of the other one, it's really hard to say. Um, Webster, you can you can see uh, playing a bit of a role. Uh, yesteryear maybe would have dropped out. But, um, yeah, I'm not too sure of the second second one. Um, yeah, as you said, Hinchcliffe potentially. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a bit of a tough ask, that one. Yeah, or mm. Couch is possible too. I'm interested mm-hmm. to see who's going to open with Clark because it's all in the open. I don't think Stoinis is going to open. I think Stoinis is going to come in at four. But does Burns open? Does Tom Rogers open? Or does Cardi open? You know, like it's just no one seems to know. It's the unknown. I mean, at least we'll find out the first game. Maybe. So at least we're going to know by tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I like Cardi as an opener as well. Yeah. I think Cardi is a good option to open. Um, yeah, you can smack a ball too. But yeah. um. Yeah, so, so I, I, yeah, there's there's three options there, like you said, mm. to open with him. So yeah. I mean, Larkin could even open too, really. I mean, there's just mm. options there galore. So let's see what they do. Yeah. Right, I'll go to you, Roscoe. Um, I know they named the 15 man squad in the Thunder. Um, a few guys here that should drop out. What do you reckon, Toby Gray's Chances are getting a start, mate. Young fella. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get a start. Uh, I, I, I've i seen him. I saw him play in the Shield match against the Warriors a couple of weeks ago, which he looked pretty good. Took three wickets in that game. I think I don't think he'll make the team. I think they'll run with um, Chris Green and Jason Sanger as their spinners. Um, so for that squad, I think probably Gray drops out. I think Baxter Holt probably drop out, which means Jilks will probably keep. I'd say probably Dogger drops out and I'd say probably the other spot's going to be between Oliver Davies and Alex Ross will be one of the others who will miss out. I think that's what yeah, I'll I, I, go I can't really, I can't really see him um, dropping Ross. I think it might be Davies. Um, I think yeah. Ross Ross is very much in that similar boat as uh, John O'Wells where he's that mm. kind of like he's, you know, he plays the safe for a little bit and can do what he needs to do toward that middle to the end of the innings. Yeah, he's a good finisher too uh, to have their Ross as well. Yeah. Your thoughts, Damo? Yeah, I think you've, you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there in terms of um, the guys will drop out. I think it's a bit more clear-cut with the uh, with the Thunder. 
um, there's such their bowling attack is is quite uh, quite strong as well. Um, mm. And good to see as well. Just uh, as an aside, that uh, Dan Sams is going to be uh, making his uh, BBL debut for the uh, for the season. So um, obviously under a massive injury cloud, but. It makes me wonder as well, just having said that, that uh, given they actually, they're playing the four games across the two rounds, if they've actually, they're going to, you know, try and rest him um, or perhaps he plays limited um, bowling overs as well. It'd be interesting one to see, but everyone's going to have him. So the risk is really negated, I think. Yeah. yeah. Especially, uh-huh. Sorry, especially given they're playing four games in like eight days as well. Yeah, I, I haven't got Sam's in my team at the moment, um, just because of that um, scare factor, the, the fact that he has that cloud over his head. Um, and he's risky as hell, because if he does play all four games, he's a dangerous guy not to own. But um, I'm just a bit concerned, because, like, for example, they do have um, another death bowler there in um, Faruqi, who could potentially do a similar job to Sam's and give him a rest. So, um, to me, I think Sam's definitely has that risk factor of actually being rested, so... In the oh. World Cup, um, Farouk did bowl death overs in all but one game, which is versus England. So um, there's a good chance he does bowl death uh, overs or possibly um, two up front, one at 12 or 13 and then one at the end. Yeah, I think so. Alrighty, so tonight, guys, we're going to go through two more teams. So um, I'll start with you, Glenn. We'll go with the sixes. Um, you got a team list there that you think? I have. I've written out what I think, but that doesn't, you know, it's open for questioning, I guess. So yeah. I've got Philippe opening with Patterson, uh, which I like that. It's a very good opening pair with uh, Vince at three, Moses Henriquez at four, Jordan Silk, uh, DC, Hayden Kerr, Sean Abbott, uh, Ben Dwarshus, Chris Jordan and Sock. It makes my 11. Honestly, that's a solid looking team, really. It's, um, it's balanced. It's been- it's very balanced. Yeah, exactly right. They've got those guys that are solid all-rounders. That are, you know, we all know Abbott can smack a ball too, and he's like one of their best bowlers. So um, definitely it's going to be a scary team to be playing against them, I reckon. Ross? Yeah, I think Glenn's pretty much on the money there. The only change I can see is I think Todd, Todd Murphy will get the nine-over sock myself. I think Todd Murphy's um, an up-and-comer, and I think he's going to get the nod. But there's also been... Some talk about some injury new injury cloud under some of the Sixers players as well, which was Ben Dwarchus, uh Todd Murphy, uh, Chris Jordan, and um, also Curtis Paddinson as well. There's all been talk on them possibly being out as well. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. I read the stuff uh, from Dwarchus. Mm. Uh, anyone you got your eye on there, Damo, for um, the Sixers? Uh, for my team, uh, I did have early on um, Abbott. Uh, there's a bit of a, a little bit of a, I don't know if he's much of a pod now, but uh, when it first opened, he was actually my first pick just because I love watching him. Uh, he's one of my favourite players to watch, but in a super coach sense as well, we know he's just so consistent across the journey. I think he averaged around about 70-odd last season as well. So um, he's one that you could really build a team around as a bit of a cornerstone from week to week. But um, yeah, I just, I couldn't fit him in um, to tie up that much cash in a player that even though having said that how solid he is a player, um, given that uh, there's so many double game um, mm. matches across the first two rounds, just I just couldn't justify it. Um, but yeah, I could certainly see why some people would select him. That's for sure. But apart from him, I think I'll just wait and see until um, the Sixers approach their their double. Which I don't know when when's uh, when's their double. I haven't right. really looked that far ahead. 
Yeah, so I'd probably, yeah, I'd consider it then obviously bringing him in um, and the likes of um, their, their bowling attack as well, which uh, which is pretty impressive. Solid team. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of looking at bringing those Sixers players in in round four, like, because these are the guys that can play one game and still give you a good score. So there's players like Abbott, um, and I'll, I won't go to say all of them because there'll be a few there that maybe Glenn and Ross want to talk about, but I'll, I'll just go to, I, I like Abbott. And even Philippe is another option there that can get some pretty pretty good score there for you. So um, I'll be starting around four. So I know I feel safe having those sixes solidified in my team for the single game week. Uh, Glenn, anyone you got your eye on there, mate? Uh, there's a few, mate. But So points per dollar, I like Vince. I think at under 100K, um, he could, by the time they get to round five, be easily 120, 130. Um, he wasn't impressive as he uh, last year as he has been in the past. He only averaged 26.1 last year with a, um, but in season 10, he got, had scores of 145 and 133. So we do, we know he can turn it on, um, Vince. And he has been playing here with the World Cup, a lot of the English players. So, you know. He, I think he, I think also Vince has been getting better and better every year in BBL. Like he started off being getting a few low scores and then every year he just keeps getting better and better. Um, so I think he's getting used to our soil a little bit more because he's playing here every year. So. Absolutely. And the other one that I like, obviously, is Philippe. I think that um, the, the keeper spot looks a little ugly this year, and it's the reason why 50% of coaches at the moment have got Philippe in their side. Mm. I've seen a lot of sides with Gilks, Philippe, and um, Inglis, and um, I, I don't want to correct them, but <laughs> they're going to they're gonna realise what they've done wrong round two. Mm. That's true. Roscoe, anyone you got your eye on there we haven't already mentioned? No, I'm not starting with any sixes, but if I did probably run with anyone, I think Abbott's going to be a good shout. Mm. He's obviously very consistent, as Damo said, and obviously Vince is, you know, a good price as well. But, um, yeah, I think it'll all depend on what happens, whether all these players play or not in this first game. There could be a decent shout there, pod in the Vede if he gets a run, the spinner for the sixes. If he gets a run, he might be an option, but I'm not starting with any sixes at the moment. Mm. Well, there's two that I'd like to have a look at, just mainly for the double game week. I'm not going to start with any of them at the start of the year. Um, and that's uh, been a guy that's been pretty solid in the shadow of Abbott for a long time. That's been Dwarshus. I really like what he does. with um, He gets a lot of wickets, gets a decent economy, a lot of movement, which is great. Um, another one Glenn touched on earlier is Curtis Patterson. He did a really good job for the um, Scorchers last year. I had him for quite a long time in my team, and he, he was getting some great scores, getting them quickly as well. So uh, these are the guys I'll be looking at, um, obviously, for the double game round in round five. And last but not least, um, I'll be keeping a very solid eye on him for a while, and that's Dan Christian. You can't ever rule out Dan Christian. He can do anything on his day. So I've, I've been burnt by having him and I've been burnt by not having him. He's a scary one to have super coach. So we'll just shoot a couple of numbers at you for the players that you have pointed out. So um yeah. Patterson is 127k. He um super coach average last year of 43.8 uh, of an average of 30.07. His strike rate's 14218. Um did he have four tons last year? I don't know where I've written that there. Four hundred, maybe it was four hundred scores. But I, I really like Patterson. He really impressed me last season. I think he's a, a, a genuine batsman, and he and he'll face a lot of balls because he's an opening batsman. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to shoot out at you was that we didn't talk about was Hayden Kerr. So I'm not a fan of someone who bats mm. Seven mm. and can be a fifth or a sixth bat, uh, bowling okay. option. But Kerr's been in phenomenal form, and last year, so he's 157k, 600 with an average of 54.3, with a strike rate of 
but he took 25 wickets last season with an economy of 7.50. That's only five left than Siddle, but Siddle bowls in a lot better spots than what Kerr was doing. So Kerr wasn't even bowling out in every game. Mm. So he, he really impresses me, Kerr. And if he gets the role that's right, I think he's someone you want to look at for Supercoach. Mm. Nick, you think a little pod, like it. Yeah. Mm. All righty, guys. So, um, anyone else got anything on the Sixers they want to talk about or should we move on to the Renegades? All right, Renegades it is. All right, Glenn, you got a team list there, mate. Ready to go? Uh, I do. Look, I, I don't know how well I've done with this one, but if I've got it wrong, just blame Ross. <laughs> it's always Ross's fault. <laughs> it's always Ross's fault. Yeah. In case anyone doesn't know, it's always Ross's it's fault. It's always my fault. Think... Ask the wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't go there. Think <laughs> Marsh, Harvey, Madison, Wells, Russell, Harper, Hussain, Rogers, Richo, and Arnul, Araman, sorry, Madrid. Thoughts on that one, Damo? Uh, I've got a plop. Uh, I might get you to throw to someone else just because uh, I've got to plop the team <laughs> list. Um, <laughs> but I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head there, uh, Roscoe. What are your thoughts there, Ross? I, I think um, I think Nick Madison and Sam Harp will be opening the batting for the Renegades. I think, I think Finch will come in at three. Um, and I think Guptill will probably come in at four, Wells at five, but that's only while obviously while Sean Marsh is out. But um, that's about where I've got it. I think. They've, Can I just speak yeah. to Ross? Mm. Because I I I personally would open with um, Harper Harvey. I've actually mm. liked when those two. They, they opened up last year. They they look good when they both opened. Absolutely, last year. and I mm. I mean they don't let many dot balls through, and I mean I imagine they may even open when they play in at in Melbourne. Um, just because of the size of the ground and the way that they play. You know, they they use very few dot balls. They hit twos and threes, and I love watching them run between the wickets. But you're right. I mean, I just threw up an order in what I... I just assumed. don't know if Harvey's going to even get a game, especially once Marsh is back. There's a pretty, they've got pretty stacked in that top order. Yeah, so I, I forgot Marsh you know I mean? got an injury, by the way, guys. So yeah. drop Marsh out of that conversation. Yeah. And then but I just don't, I just don't think Finch is going... I don't think Finch is going to open. I mean, that's only my thought, but... I think he'll come in at three. You know, he's just played a World Cup and, um, you know, he's still a pretty good cricketer. But I agree with you. I can see a scenario where he bats down and um, Harvey opens with, you know, Gupta will definitely open after round five. Do you think Gupta opens? I don't know if he's going to open. Yeah, he might bat third. I I retract that statement. Blame Ross for that. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Damo's finding his side. What do you, you got your side there, Damo? Uh, I'm just just trying to track down the um, the order that they had for the gates. That is against the uh, the stars in the practice game. Um, I think they they ran with um, uh, who was it? It was I think Finch came in at three. I think it yeah, was, he did. He did Harper and yeah. Harper and Madison opened, and Finch yep. came in at three, and Wells came in at four. Yeah, I think that's probably what they'll run with. Um, yep. Just uh, it provides a bit of balance, I think. Um, Finch, as you know, he hasn't been in the best form either. Mm. Um, and it's probably better for him anyway from a mindset point of view, just so the pressure's off him. He's not an opener, he can come in um, and whack some balls. So um, work out better that way, I think. And I really rate Harper as well as an opener. Um, really good strength with his bow, and, yeah, he's, he's, he's a solid, solid player all around. I just love that he go. He just goes for the ball. Like, he just goes for the ball. Like, he just he just doesn't hold back. Like, he just... Yeah, he's, he's good. He's really good to watch. He's really good when he gets going. He gets going, but he's very. He's a bit inconsistent, but geez, he's good to watch. 
They signed just Hans, in the... didn't they? Isn't Hanscom joined them? Yeah. So come yeah, and yeah, go out. So it, where do you think Hanscom batch about five then? Well, I think that's his. I think that's his spot. I reckon probably middle to lower order. Um, just because he's that he's that guy. Also, it's that team player that will just settle things down if they have a collapse. So, um, yeah, is he going to be in the team? Like honestly, I thought like, he was a depth yeah. signing. Really? Yeah, yeah, I thought he was too. Yeah, but I think like we said before that uh, Mars is injured. He, they might need that depth pretty early on. Mm. So, um. Yeah. I don't know. know. I just uh, thought he yeah. We'll start with Damo. Any players on this team, mate, that um you're interested in, maybe um for the round five double anyway? Um yeah, I haven't really looked that far. I mean, apart from uh Majib, um, who I might be starting on my bench as a bit of a potential loophole option if my other bench player fails. Um, there isn't really anyone that I'm looking at at the moment. Um, it all comes down to, I think, price and price fluctuations when it gets to that point in time as well. Mm. Um, you've got uh, Dre Russ as well as another player, um, but be, he will be missing round five, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, could I potentially bring him in is he, for his last, last hurrah in round round four? Um, and then depending as well on his, his price fluctuation, but... Yeah, if anyone's dropped in price, it's a bit of a cheapie. Um, might be looking to, to get them in. But I do like, as I said, I'm a fan of Harper as well. Might be uh, a nice one to bring in, um, especially if it provides a bit of flexibility with the um, wicketkeeper bat flexibility. So, yeah, just a wait and see for me. But those are probably the two players that I'll be looking at. Mm-hmm. like it. Glenn, uh, anyone there that you're looking at that could be a good option? <laughs> uh, if I was going to start anyone early, the two I'd be looking at would obviously be Raman, Majib. But the other no. one I don't mind is the same at 105k. <laughs> the one that Ross mentioned <laughs> earlier. Um, mm. Blame Ross again. <laughs> but I like that one, Ross. I actually, Ben mentioned it to us the other night when he was on, and I yeah. actually took a good look at that. And I thought, you know what, well, that's not a bad shout at 105k. You know, people are looking for people to stack away on their bench, and you want to stack away people that you know what their role is if you're going to mm. buy forward, in my opinion. But um, have a good look at what they do early. Um, the Renegades, and if the roles are right, you know, I really like the bowling lineup this year with um, Rahman, Micho, Rogers, and Hussain. I feel like Kane Micho struggled in the past uh, as a solitary bowler in that side. I feel like he's been flying all on his own. I think that um, that, that those two are a nice addition to that club, and then add Russell into that as well. I think that you know we sh- the Renegades should put up. It looks like an evenly balanced comp to me this year, more so than other years in the past. Yeah, like a lot of the probably the worst team last year was at the Heat, and they've done a really good job recruiting. Mm. Um, which uh, sorry, the, the Renegades had a pretty weak team last year, and they've, they've recruited quite well as well. So, I think um, the two of my favorite team, the Thunder, are looking a bit probably down for worse. I I think anyway, I think they had the probably the the worst pick of the lot, unfortunately. Um, anyone, Roscoe, that you're looking at from the Renegades, mate, that we haven't already touched on? Yeah, well, I've, I've got Hussain in my team. Um, mm-hmm. Just liked what I saw from him um, in the last few games and um, in the T20 and that. He's at 105k, as we said. He's only 1% owned as mm-hmm. well. So he's an ultra super pod. So I'm going to run with him. And obviously, the Majib's another one that I'll be jumping on at some stage, probably near the double. Um, a Harper maybe for the double, but there's not really anyone else. Depends on It, it depends on when Marsh gets back too. Yeah. So he might be another one 
Might have mentioned one that nobody's mentioned that I think that people should really be looking at in this side is Madison. You know, Madison bowled more um, overs last season than um, Matt Short, just mm. just slightly. Uh, it was the runs that let him down with the bat, but he actually bowled, I think, all but two games. Is that right? Or I think it was all but two games. I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't mm. know if he's going to bowl as much this year. If they've got Hussain and Majid both in the team, I don't think he's going to get much bowling. Yeah, possibly. That's only my demo. Well, what do you think? Yeah, well, just looking at the practice game, he, he did roll the arm over for three overs, but yeah, that's because the internationals weren't weren't mm. there. Um, that were still yet to arrive. So yeah, I reckon it's it's probably a bit of a risk, obviously, to start now. Um, but there's no re- really need to to start someone like Maddinson. I don't think mm. until they approach their double, so you can probably get a little bit of a snapshot as to whether or not he's taking any overs, or he might bowl one or two here and there, depending on, um, I guess, the, the game, uh, how it unfolds on the day but um, and, and form of other other bowlers as well. But, yeah, uh, just to wait and see in terms of that. But if he does, it's a bonus as well. Um, yeah. yep. uh, we know what he can do with the bat as well. Um, he can be very much hit and miss, but um, that's what you get uh, when you uh, – it's sort of high risk, high reward. Um, mm. And, yeah, just see how it unfolds. Yep, yep. like it. Uh, I'll talk about two that I really think that haven't really had much spoken about him too much in this so far. I mean, that's uh, Kane Richardson. I think he's pretty expensive now, but if you hold off and maybe might go down a little bit, um, come around four or five. Um, and the other one as well, very volatile. I'm not sure if you paid this much money for him, but he definitely has the upside. And that's uh, Guptu. Um, yeah. So I, I think he, well, he's a 160 at the moment as well. So if he does look around that three or four batting spot, um, is that an option there, Glenn? Uh, yeah, 100%. But, I mean, he's priced out. I mean, I can't remember what Gupla's price was. What was his price? 160. So 160. That's not as bad as some of the others coming out at 180. I mean, the thing is that he comes in round five, which is when they've got their double. Um, if he plays both, Gupta's someone I'd definitely be looking at. I mean, Gupta's a class act. Oh, yeah. He's incredible. But, I mean, him and Flaff, they, I just think Supercoach are a little bit insane with the prices sometimes. They, they, they put these guys in at all-rounder prices, you know what I mean? And, the batting spot is the most volatile position in super coach. You know, a, a batsman can come out and hit a hundred and he'll come out and hit none. You know, it's it'll get nothing at all. Yeah. Um, but I, I, Guptil's is a class act, mate. I've been a big fan of Guptil for years. All good. Anything else on the Renegades before we move on, guys? I, I'd like to nail down the order if we could. Sorry. I mean, our viewers That's probably, right. didn't, I, I didn't quite come away with understanding. So who do we think opens, did you say? Well, I think Harper and Madison. That's what I think. Yeah. You agree with yeah, that? I agree. Yeah. Okay. There you have it, gents. But I'm not always right. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> if, it's, if it's wrong, blame me. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really like the um the bowling attack of this side this year. The problem that I've always had with the uh the gauge is that you get a bit scared to touch the bowlers because they don't post big enough scores to defend. Mm. That's the reason I'm worried about both this season. But um, you know, if they can click in the gear. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sean Marsh, but the fact that he's out, um, but if Sean Marsh and Gupta are batting the same side with Finch and go off on their day, you know, mm. you've got Russell down at number five there, number six, so and you've got Wells as well to finish it off. Yeah, well, well, I like Wells. I mean, Wells would be somebody who'd be super coach relevant if he didn't bat so low, you know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I generally don't touch batsmen out of the top four. Mm. <clears throat> he still oh. averaged 43.1 last year, by the way, Wells. Mm. No, he pots along quietly. So. Yeah. 
All right, guys, that pretty much wraps everything up. Let's talk. Uh, I've got a couple of questions though on the um on the Facebook yeah. post. So I'll start with um the first one here. So Ricardo John Ann Woods has said, uh, still struggling to choose between Jay Sanger and Russo. Will Sanger even bowl any overs? And if he is he worth worth the extra seventy k? I'll go to you, Roscoe. What are your thoughts there, mate? Sanger's Sanger's now that Puddy is not mm. probably looking at playing the first two games. Because um, he's obviously still in Pakistan playing over there. I think Sanger's probably the better option of the two. Um, if Quadir was in the squad, then I'd probably say Rosso. Um, we know what Rosso is capable of. He can he bit rocks and diamonds. He can do big scores, and he can or he can go, he'll either go big or he'll get nothing basically. So, but I don't know how many overs Sanger's going to bowl. I think he'll probably bowl maybe one or two overs. Maybe I don't know, but given that, I'd probably go with Sanger just. Mm. Now, Mo, do you, do you think uh, Sanger's worth 70k more? Yeah, well, I've actually got him in my team. Um, saying I don't know if he's probably worth the, the extra 70k uh, compared to Rossau, but Rossau, um, like you mentioned there, was you know, he's, he's very much up, up and down with his recent form. Um, I've personally got Rossau on the bench, uh, just for that safety net, really. So, if he does um, go out for a duck, knock on wood that he doesn't, but in the first game, I'll probably look to um, bypass him, but it's hard to uh, always do that on the double. But with Sanger anyway, like last year, he was probably one of the more informed players with the bat. He was very consistent. Mm-hmm. He, he had two matches there where he scored a two and a six. But apart from that, his lowest was a 22. Then he had a 31, a couple of scores in the 50s, got a 90 as well. Um, and then he got a couple of wickets here and there, um, just bowling an over or two. And then he's also named the captain as well this season. So, who knows, he might uh, throw himself into the mix if he thinks uh, it's just my time to roll the arm over and, and get a sneaky. So he might uh, roll himself at the uh, the death or, you know, just to try and clean up the tail of the opposing team. Um, but, yeah, I think of the two, it uh, comes down, again, depending on the budget of your team and balance. Uh, Rossiao obviously comes in 70K cheaper, um, but I think Sanger will score uh, more over the course of the journey, the journey of, the, um, of the, the season, I reckon. Yeah. Just, I just want to say two more things on Sanger. Just while I think of it, that Sanger's in pretty ordinary form at the moment, which kind of worries me too. He got dropped from the Marsh Cup game the other week, um, but obviously maybe now that he's the captain, he might you know get himself going. But the other thing is too, being captain, does he not bowl himself as well? Because some a lot of these guys that are captains don't tend to bowl themselves, mm. so that might be just a couple more things to keep in mind. Yeah, so um, Glenn, I know you've had a few thoughts of the idea of what it, what a captain role does to a player. It can do one of two things: it can be like a Maxwell, where he wants to take over. What are your thoughts there, mate? Yeah, well, I agree. I tend like you see some players like Moses and other players out there that are captains, mm. and they tend to not want to bowl themselves, especially if they're a part-time bowler. Mm. Um, but then you've got others who are selfish, like Maxwell, who who sees an opportunity, says yes, wickets have fallen, my turn to bowl, and jumps right in there. So, um. What I would say to people on Sanger is wait and look for the teams tomorrow at 6.45. You'll probably get the answers you need from that as to what's going to go. I will say that the, out of the four, first four games, we've got a couple they're bowling on that are very spin-friendly decks. So I'm anticipating, you know, if they only name one spinner, that Sanger's a real good chance to throw on all of the day to throw on a few overs. So just yeah. try and see the side and then work out from there whether or not you think you know, it's all guesstimate for all of us. You know, like we can only go on what we know in the past and based on what we see with the team genetic or the makeup of the side and mm. just hope that, you know, we get the decisions more right than wrong. And mm. we're not soothsayers. 
Yeah. Well, that's what my theory on this is um that well Sanger will bat in a similar position, like probably maybe a little still higher up in the order, uh, and so are also. Um, then you got to look at there's a strong chance that Jason Sanger bowls a couple of overs, has a chance for a few wickets. Probably unlikely he gets the economy rate bonus because he probably doesn't bowl three, but he still has that chance of extra points. So that in itself tells me that I'd go, I'd actually pay the 70K extra to get Sanger over Rosso. Um, but it also depends on what you're doing with that 70K. If you're turning someone like a, um, a, a say like a you know, Chris Green, for example, and you're turning him into a bulk, you know what I mean? That's, uh, that's something like, it obviously depends on how everything goes, but it can definitely help your team a little bit more. So, but I personally like Sanger over that. So, Glenn? I was just going to say, so points per dollar-wise, Rosso makes a lot of sense. 105 k yeah. is a nice price. Um, Sanger, you are paying a little overs, but he's got the better upside from my perspective. I, I, I think Rosso could bat before him. It's some yeah. about three or four, which way they go. Either way, Sanger will probably get a bat. Um, yeah. Again, too, like the other thing I would suggest to people to do is to, if you're really looking at Supercoach from the right angle – is to look at who bats and who bowls first. Because who bowls first, you know your deaf bowlers are going to get to bowl out. Um, if they bowl second, that that doesn't always play mm. out. Could, but not always. And um, mm. and I'm really worried about the Stars and the Thunder, to be honest, um, putting up scores that are, are defendable. Yeah, definitely. Well, Ricardo, I hope we answered your question there, mate. Um, I know there was a bit of back and forth there, but I think we all agree that Sang is a pretty good option there. And and if you can't afford him, Rosso is pretty much a good option as well. But I think, um, personally, I think Sanger over Rosso. All right. Uh, next question from Matthew Gibson. Um, in what order would you rank the top four stars, 100K bowlers? So these bowlers are uh, Wood, NCN, Couch, and Zampa. So I'll start with you, Damo. What would, what, how would you rank them? In terms of bowling uh, ability? Or uh, probably more um, super coach points, I'd say. Um Oh, overall super coach. Um, yeah. I, I'd reckon uh, Zampa just for that security. I think he's 100%. the more reliable of the four. Uh, then, in terms of if we're talking potential ceiling, um, Poulton Nile is one that sticks out to me mm. and super underpriced. I reckon as well at his price point. He's currently in my team on the bench, but again, there's always that worry about his fitness. Um, he's always perennially um, rested for their double games, but you think he wouldn't uh, first you know, round in, even though they've got the back-to-back games. Um, and then probably, yeah, Couch and, and Wood, um, probably hard to separate, but, uh, yeah, I'd say Zampa, NCN, and then uh, Wood and, and, and Couch um, next up. Yeah, I think I agree with that. What are your thoughts there, Ross? I'm going the same order as Damer. I think he's I think he's nailed it there, but obviously NCN's a bit of an issue with his injuries. He always seems to be injured a lot and he does, as Damer said, gets rested he might only play one or two, but you'd have to think first up that he's going to play both games. But I haven't seen him playing any Marsh Cup or Shield or anything either lately, so I'm mm. not too sure how much cricket he's actually played. Yeah. Glenn? Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think Zampa's job security puts him at number one alone, you know, and um, and we know we know his role. NCN's definitely my pick for second, especially if they bat first, because, you know, he, he doesn't go too bad with the bat either. I'm a bit concerned on NCN. He, he doesn't seem to put two games together in a row sometimes. Um, I don't know a lot on Wood, to be honest. Only what I've read. I haven't actually seen a lot of Wood. And uh, and Couch, I'm a big fan of, but his job security is a little bit sketchy, isn't it? Mm. He gets moved in and out a bit. 
just to um, echo everyone else as well, um, same order as Samper, clear daylight. Um, NCN, um, the thing with NCN is his injury is he's back. Yeah. Um, you're off that as he's back on his side strains. Always seems to be that same thing. And I'm a bowler myself, but I know how bad back. If I if I can't play, if I play one week and my back's all the week off, I'm gone for two weeks. Um, and I'm an old man though, so um, but yeah, back injuries can be they can linger and they can hang around for quite a long time. And the the rehab on back injuries is quite um extensive. So um, yeah, if he has one bad bowl and it, it could just be one step off, maybe a little slip out on his left foot when he's le- when he's landing foot. So. But um, yeah, the same order there. Um, I hope we answered your question there, Matthew Gibson. So um, last question, guys, and it's a pretty easy one. And uh, well, it's, it's going to be pretty awkward though because you asked Brendan Thurston, where can I find this pod? Okay, so we'll post it on the group chat, uh, on the Facebook page, and then we'll also post our YouTube and our Spotify in the comments as well, so you can find it there. There's no point answering this question right now because you're not listening to it clearly. So um, but I uh, will make sure. You you will hear the answer when we post it. So, um, Brendan, I uh, hope you uh, become a regular listener. I hope we can help out. So, and I post all demo stuff, all Honeyball stuff. I'm forever, yeah. as you know, I'm forever posting all that stuff. I keep it on Twitter and I post it on Facebook. Um, so I, I will do that again tonight, like I did for Honeyball the other night. Everything that's important and and his content's really good. Like I, I'm an NRL VBL nut. But I have a little crack at our AFL last year, and Damo will tell you I sent him a sneaky um, yep. <laughs> look at my side, give me a bit of hand, and um, and he was he's so knowledgeable, you know. He, and and the good thing about Damo is he actually takes the time to explain it to you, and it was really interesting some of the stuff he sent to me that made it a little bit easier, and I appreciate it. Awesome. No worries, any any time. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, that pretty much wraps everything up. So, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up before we close off? Uh, no, just the Shame World Cup. We've got 70 members this season. It's all been um, up and going. I just want to say thank you to the boys that are helping. So Dan obviously makes up all the charts and does all that beautiful, pretty work that we got. And um, I do usually all the scoring. But this year, a couple of blokes have stepped in to give me a hand in um, Luke uh, Greaves, is it? And yep. Matty and Alan. And Stoney. Stoney's giving us a hand as well. So Yeah, so, yeah that's right. Oh, that's right. Of course, tips as well. So just want to say thank you to those guys because it makes it much more fun, you know, like, and for the two that haven't jumped in yet, uh, Tom and Fish, I don't want to name you, but mm-hmm. hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> well, one last thing before we go, um, make sure you give us another plug demo. So um, let us know um, where to find you again and where the our viewers can find you for, if not BBL, at least AFL season. Before we go. Yeah, you can. Sorry, keep going, right? I was going to say before no, we, go, we all name a pod each. Come back to you and say what you're going to say. Oh, yes. Yeah, go ahead. We'll, uh, we'll round at the pods if you like. Yeah. So start with you, Roscoe. Any pods that you really like this season? Yeah, Hossein. Hossein? Yep. They come up with the idea and don't even have a pod to offer. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight. Uh, with, with mine, I'll, I'll let you uh, get some reading time in. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am going for Majib on my bench uh, at the moment, but interesting to see. I think a lot of people, his numbers are down his ownership because he's only been added late. But uh, Josh Brown, uh, the uh, potential uh, big cash cow heading into the year, if he is selected by the Heat, is another one as well. Mm. Um, and then Tom Rogers as well. But a lot of these players, I think a lot of people will just be jumping on last minute if they are confirmed for the uh, starting 11. But uh, those are the main three for me. Yeah, so mine was Vince. I'll stick with the one I said earlier on. I really like Vince. 
I, I like Majeed because he plays in round five. And, um, yeah, and I, I guess they were the two I was going to throw up. I okay. come up with the idea without having something to back it up. That's that's, that's Glenn. Uh, I, I don't know. Pick my pod in accordance to my strategy, and that's going hard in the double. So I'm not going to pick a pod that's not in the double. So if we're going off uh, anything less than 10%, um, sounds, sounds good. I know NRL is a bit different, but I'm going to go Peter Siddle, um, 9.3% ownership. Uh, uh, well, mate, you're the one that brought this pod thing up, mate. So you can you can eat your own words right now. When I wrote it in big words, I wrote Siddle and Ty, and I thought I'm not going to mention either. <laughs> oh, don't, don't mention Ty. Siddle and Ty. But they're the two. I I think they're both really good options, guys. Uh, Siddle and mm-hmm. Ty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really do. I think they're they're great options. Mm. Awesome. All right, Damo, give us a shout out, or give yourself a shout out, mate. That's why we, I mean, our viewers can find out where to find you. Yeah, you can uh, find me across most of the um, social channels. So Facebook, just search Supercoach Edge. Um, and then on Twitter, Supercoach underscore Edge as well. Um, in, in an AFL sense anyway, for any any uh, keen AFL Supercoaches out there that uh, watch your content, um, they would know as well that the AFL um, or Champion Data anyway have released the um, the positions and, and DPP um, updates as well. So. Uh, I'll run through that uh, just briefly on the um, the BBL Supercoach special episode that we've just released. Um, so a bit of a, a rundown and thoughts on that as well. But, um, yeah, jump on board. Um, if you're keen, uh, have a listen. We're on YouTube as well. Just search Supercoach Edge. So we are a podcast and a vodcast as well. A lot of uh, meme-related meme content and uh, pop culture-type references as well for a bit of fun. So check that out. And, um, yeah, be, uh, be keen to uh, have you on board. Awesome, mate. Thank you very much. Um, so with, with our um, – if you want to look for us, guys, we're literally just on Spotify and YouTube. That's it. So um, we'll post the links up in our Facebook page. So once again, I'll thank Ross for joining us and Glenn. Um, thanks heaps, mate. Um, and I hope you get a decent score in round one, eh? Yeah, mate. So. Last year, first round one, I got 670. I couldn't believe it. Like Max Bryant mm-hmm. got 1,400 or something. I was like, stop it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week. Peace out. Bye. So you want to be a champion? And then plus the keeper around the batsman. There we go. Fleming took the last one. Merv used before him. Forward short leg than that one. The Aussies are all around and have a look at that.